0: This is the Nomad Futurist podcast, a podcast about the evolution of technology, society, and transformation. Connect with us. Share your thoughts with us at nomadfuturist.com. Let's get this started. Here are Phil and Nabil. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Nomad your co-host, Nabil Mahmood, live from Hawaii, PTC. Um, this is your co-host, Philip Koblenz.
1: Also live at uh, in in Honolulu at PTC, and we are joined by
0: Adam Knobloch from BizNow Media in Hawaii. Pleasure to be here. Well, so we've got two New Yorkers here in Hawaii. Oh, pronounced New Yorkers. New Yorkers. Well, Adam, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. No, no, we're going to start with a New York question. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Pretty
2: good. <laughs> Not a lot of hot dogs out here, but that's cool. <laughs> There are, actually. There's plenty.
1: And there's pizza, there's pizza on every corner. It's a really weird People pizza. Who, know it's I a have been seeing weird, way more
2: pizza. pizza than I expected
1: oh God, to see. Why is, there, why, is there, why is there spam on the pizza? Who puts spam on pizza? Well, you know, hottest place in town, Cheesecake Factory.
0: It is. know yeah. oh, the Cheesecake yeah. Factory. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is. Or, or the Sicilian-Italian restaurants, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's going to have some poke? Yeah, no that's one. the thing. We are, we are exotic out here yeah. in a way that... Well, you know, Nabil and everyone, an and
1: everybody looks like Beal, and Beal comes to our place, it's like, he's a celebrity. Here, it's like a diamond, actually, it's not true. People are still taking pictures with him constantly here. <laughs> it's because so he's a giant. It's, just a, it's,
0: it's, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, well, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today, Adam. Let's get to know you a little bit. I mean, you've been in the data center space from a marketing perspective. You've got an event company, and it's absolutely one of my favorite events event to participate and speak at. So how did you get started? What's your background?
2: Uh, well, I ambitiously tried to graduate and did graduate a little early from college with marketing and PR, uh, in 2008 when there were no jobs. So I was a file clerk for a little while after that. Um, I always wanted to get into like festivals and concerts, that kind of business. Fire
1: festival. You're going to do the fire festival.
2: I, wanted, you. I, you. I wanted to actually launch that same festival, but but literally 15 to 20 years earlier, where we just stri- strand people on an island. That right. was my idea. It's, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm mean, glad. It turned into Survivor. Perfect. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, spin off of that. Now there's movies. There's probably going to be a TV show about it. So I, I really missed a great opportunity there. But it's a really, that's a very difficult market to break into, especially when you don't know anyone. So I fell into, after a couple of marketing jobs after college, I fell into an event production company for commercial real estate, non data center uh in twenty ten. Um and it was, you know, I took a pay cut to do that versus take another job that would pay me a little bit more, but it was in an industry that I probably would have hated it was doing SEO, back end, just non-client
1: facing writing. I like apologize to all the SEO people listening that uh your industry is not we, for Adam, but it appre- matches very well <laughs> with we you We
2: appreciate your service. <laughs> <laughs> we we know Thank we you know so it much. works. Thank I don't want to so do I, I, I just don't want to do any more website audits or anything. But uh but yeah so know got into that and enjoyed the people a couple of people i worked with there and uh i was there for probably about a year and a half that was it was mostly multifamily and office and you know those kind of assets that we're doing events for and then accident you know accidentally stumbled upon you know the industry uh through linkedin and ended up joining another company and decided to join there we we did a bunch of data center events uh there was only one data center event at that company when I joined and that seemed to be a breadwinner as we, you know, kept growing it. So we kept focusing on that more and more. And my favorite thing about the whole job was really the people I worked with. It's a really great community. Um, I I liked communicating with those people and just like Shooting the shit with them more than than the other. We apologize general, for the salty language. It's general. Oh, well, we're n- we're no, 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 we're we're, I mean, we're, we're New that's Yorkers. It's going to come yeah, with yeah. the territory.
1: Shooting the, but, the poop. Shooting the poop doesn't <laughs> have that same ring to it. No, it's
2: just more disgusting. Yeah, right? it's it's, it's worse. Uh, Why would you shoot poop? <laughs> it can be done. But uh, it can be done. But yes, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes. Yeah, so like you know, kind of as as many people do, I fell into it. Really liked the the the, the ecosystem, if you will, the the people in it. And ran with that for about five years and, um, you know, kind of got stale with where I was and then left that company and took a half year break and then, uh, got back into it and on LinkedIn kind of just put, you know, open to new opportunities and, uh, you know, a number of people I knew reached out and BizNow media, the company I'm with, uh, now and have been for going on six years next March, uh, reached out and, and they wanted to hire me to lead their New York sales office and, you know, covering all asset classes, but not really with a focus on data centers or digital infra. And I, I told them, you know, I'm not interested in that at all, but I I'll try to, you know, bring you this this business and this community and do that globally or nationally at least, if not globally, we have gone international with it. And they were they were game for it. So I became kind of an asset class specialist, uh, for for that sector and grew it over the past six years. And we went from, let's say, two to four events biannual in a couple of different markets, Northern Virginia, Dallas. Uh, They did a a Canadian event once, uh, I believe one or two times before I was there. Uh, And we immediately changed it to an eight event series in all the key markets in the U.S. and continued to grow it. And now we have 14 events in 11 cities with a couple of spinoffs, like a mini-series on construction design development, a mini-series on data center management operations, cooling infrastructure and engineering. And then the regional series, which was the legacy series, which has uh, eight events in it covering all the major markets and a couple of tier twos. And it's, it's, it's gotten me to Hawaii now twice in a row, and they haven't gotten rid of me yet. So it's, 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 it's well, been you're, great. It's been you're fun. You're doing an
0: absolute phenomenal job. Get an opportunity to have a serious conversations, and uh, get to meet a lot of interesting people as well. It's a good learning experience for the veterans as well that haven't played for a long time candid and open and and really get to the bottom of what the the issues are. I mean, I think the structure of events in general
1: has always been, you know, a little bit rigid and Mm -hmm. and formal. And I think, you know, what you've been able to do is kind of, you know, present information without making it feel super formal. Uh, And I've always, you know, it's a, this is a, like, like every industry that's, that's fun. It's a relationship based industry, right? So if if you run an event that, that it gives you that kind of accessibility without, you know, without the rigidity, I think it's, it's, it's fun. So uh, yeah, you did a, did a good job.
0: Yeah. Plus, you've gotten rid of PowerPoint, uh, death by PowerPoint. So that's, that's, that's great. Uh, let's step back in time. Um, for what I know of you, uh, you uh, are a, a fond of music. Yeah. Was that something that you wanted to pursue?
2: Uh, no, for specific. Well, so both my parents are professional musicians, classical, classically trained, and they're both teachers, music teachers. Uh, my dad taught at the high school I went to. He was the he's the orchestra teacher, but also grew up in New York. Uh, yeah, Westchester, about an hour fifteen outside New York uh, City. So went there as a kid, going concerts and just you know hanging out a little bit. But I'm not a real New York City New Yorker, so I will not claim to be. But I've been there for a while, so I enjoy it. But um, but yeah. So also my my dad's from the Bronx and my mom's from Queens, so I can throw that out there. But yeah, I'm I Brooklyn. So
1: you've got And them, I live every, in Brooklyn, all the boroughs.
2: You have got yeah, them all covered. Yeah, we we're, we're covering them. Yeah. yeah. Um uh but yeah, with that said, my parents are both musicians and you know, they teach private lessons every weekend and and uh, through throughout the throughout the week they still do. They're both retired now. What do they uh, play? Uh my dad is classically trained cellist, but he also as a teacher plays contrabass, the upright bass, a little bit of violin, and viola cuz you have to dabble a little bit, and then piano, but not that much. Um And then also he's a phenomenal blues harmonica player. It's like, it's insane. Yeah. So really great there. And then my mom is a professional flutist or flautist and, but she can play any amalgamation of the flute. So, you know, like a shakuhachi is a kind of flute. Uh, And she uh, had to dabble in some other wind instruments when she was teaching uh, in uh, uh, elementary school
1: there so Pretty you know a little, for a second
0: and just appreciate the word Chagahachi. i mean i'm i'm, I'm just lost to
1: I, I, I was I lost after Blutus in it. Flout a yeah i think it's t- everyone, <laughs> everyone just take a break i think it's Google, Google. for chat amazon get yourself a chagahachi right now just to tell everyone when they come in as a yeah. conversation starter <laughs> that you yeah, have
0: you've just made this uh recording very exotic <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> who would've <laughs> thought it the, uh, the, the 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 young the young one and Jew from
1: New York made it exotic. It's it's amazing. more exciting than the recorder, which right. she also plays the, the, the recorder. My kids, my kids play it also. They're terrible. They, I mean, sorry, kids. It, they're, you're terrible.
2: It's very yeah. hard to make it sound good, <laughs> right. but honestly, she, can, she actually plays it pretty well.
0: Yeah, maybe but, so. you
2: know, piccolo, you know, yeah. also
0: that. Okay. Yeah. So that's how you got involved in music. And I know you play drums. Any other instruments besides, besides drums?
2: Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, uh, it wasn't like, do you want to play an instrument for my brother and I? It's what instrument are you playing? So for my brother he wanted to play guitar so they got him a classical guitar not electric um and then for me I wanted to play drums and my my dad was you know I'm not going to go to work and listen to that and then come home and listen to that so I so to try again I I, I, try, I
0: yeah. try again try <laughs> again so uh, I'm sorry <laughs> Mulligan. as a music teacher
1: uh, drums are not an instrument, son. I'm no, sorry. they're an instrument. It's not one in this house. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, we don't
1: do percussion here. Yeah. Triangle, maybe. Drums I actually none. do have a concert triangle. They're it, they're really, <laughs> they're really expensive. A, jungle, a and a they're, triangle. Really expensive.
2: They're really nice. Um but uh, so I played saxophone. I play all the saxophones except for the soprano because Kenny G ruined that for everyone. Right. I mean it's um not for the I mean they make a lot of money in LD. I appreciate how long he can hold one note by circularly breathing, but it doesn't impress me. Um, um, but
1: uh, you're just jealous I am jealous, he can hold his breath for a very long time I'd like to apologize to the Kenny G fans out there you're yeah. probably sleeping right now so, smooth jazz, I don't know how <laughs> so that was took that, off
0: was that even something
2: that you wanted to pursue? no because I never wanted to lose a passion for it, I was afraid and they didn't lose their passion for their instruments but my my fear kind of growing up was that I would get into the profession of playing an instrument and then I wouldn't like love playing it, I would just be playing it to make money and support myself so it's always been on the back burner. I I'm in a band now. I was in a band for five years a couple of years ago, which was really fun, uh, and some bands in high school and stuff. Um, that's all those bands are drums. Although I did, I have played you sax, you saxophone. Drums. You finally got the drums. Well, in tenth grade, my parents finally got me a drum set
1: <laughs> uh, because I and I, then, I, then moved into the basement. Yeah, <laughs> sure. My, yeah. You'll be in the garage. Your drum set. I Are was, I was right. in the garage. See that?
2: See that? But and it's surprising because you know you play in the garage, and if the garage doors open, like the people around the neighborhood, some of them would be would actually be like, "We yeah. all we like what you're doing." Right. And I'm like, "Really? All right, that's cool." Like because <laughs> I thought it would be very you know
1: disruptive. Tomatoes. Yeah. I think the um, I think I think I think the drum set in like an apartment. Thankfully, you were in the suburbs, right? So in an apartment suburbs, setting, yeah. Like in uh, in Brooklyn, it'd probably be frowned upon for you to have like a full drum set. Do you? I have a drum set. Oh in my, my apartment. god! Apartment. Everyone in your apartment, in your building, in Brooklyn. Adam is the reason you're not sleeping at night. It is electric, but I will yeah. say I play
2: it with my enormous Roland speaker much more than over <laughs> my headphones. But in my area, people play loud music all the time, so I feel like I'm yeah, not. Right. And it, I do it in, in courteous hours.
0: All right, for the part. Always but thinking of others, Adam. What did you want to be when when you, when you were growing up? What was what was that one thing that you were passionate about besides music?
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I wanted to, like festivals and concerts. I wanted to like be the guy who was putting on these big concerts and then shows and stuff and and being in that whole scene but it's really hard to get into there you need to know people and then when I graduated I tried to get into some of those companies um
1: and what is very common, is like Live Nation like one of that
2: that kind of thing, Live or? Nation like you know Founders uh Productions which got acquired by Live Nation I think by now they they do the Governor, Governors that. Ball yeah Governors <laughs> Ball uh festival and a number of other ones but you know some organizations like that big big uh production companies you, you reach out with no experience and you try to get a job there and they're like, oh, well, you can volunteer at this festival and, you know, hand it. I'm like, I, I have rent. I have to get paid. So so it wasn't in the carts. So, you know, I had a couple of different jobs in marketing and whatever I could find back in 2008 and 2009 and and then fell into this event space after that uh to just get
0: in two events. So like no and then, it's, it's it's sort of similar. I mean there is still some rock stars in our industry, but not, absolutely. not as good as
2: and a number but, of musicians. Yeah. Rob Rob Rockwood from Savey is a drummer. You have the Alley Cats, who is a data center industry band who, you know, I should probably have play at one of my festivals. Fest-
1: festivals your, one of my uh, festivals. fire fire two point fire two of my con- one of my conferences.
2: <laughs> uh, a lot of music yeah it's always fun when I hear about a musician in the industry. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's a, it's a step away and then I got into the event space and it's just so fun because it's like, it's the human experience and, you know, we do a lot of, a lot of work putting the whole thing together and from production to marketing to coordination, which gets less appreciation than anyone, but is, is critical to making it all happen. Um, and then obviously sales to make sure we get it funded and, and we can put it on and feed everyone. Um, and, uh. And yeah, the, the the whole the whole thing is seeing it go. You know, I introduce people. I basically the MC in my events, and I just get it going. I try to talk as little as possible, and then hand it over to
1: the people who everyone came to see. With the exception of today, well, yeah. today is this, when this, this is Adam. This is Adam. This is this is Adam is finally allowed to speak.
2: Yeah, well, it's gonna be funny because um, people are just gonna be fast forwarding. No, I'm, I'm I telling said. you. I mean, I can. I can.
1: I, what I what what I think we should call this podcast is. Adam finally speaks, Adam. Um, I think so. So here's the thing, you know, I, as a foundation, which you've been a, an incredible su- supporter of, you know, my futurist, you know, we want to get new people into our industry, um, and, and make it cool to the younger generation of which, my friend, you are a part. Um, and, you know, what's, what we always say there are different sub verticals and whatnot in, in our space. And you don't, you, I don't think you would call, you call yourself particularly technical. Um, Not right. At all. Right. It's which funny is, because
2: I, you know, I still have my iPod from 2008, uh, which was before touchscreen. Right. I, I part of me doesn't trust Bluetooth, so I get very uncomfortable when there's no like plug for a portable speaker, and I'm like, well, what if, if you it have, stops working? You moving? have an
1: old soul, Mr. Navlak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I don't trust the technology, but <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not really technical, but it's really cool with my job. I get to talk to people all across the industry and and just. Listen and and hear about their roles, hear about what they're doing, hear about who they interact with. Obviously, I'm trying to connect them with other people that
1: hopefully they can get some stuff going. And and you know, but that's where you've really focused, right? It's not like the 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 technology has not really. It's not. It's you're not really as passionate about the technology element. Clearly, since you have the iPod without the screen, it's not. So so it's really the. The, the kind of camaraderie, the, the the engagement, the community, the 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 people, which is frankly something that our industry, the technical people lack. Like you are filling a, an incredibly important void in, you know, what is traditionally like a, a fairly introverted class of people. Yeah.
2: Well, um, you know, engineers are a special, a special people. Right. And uh, getting, get, finding an engineer and then folks like that who can get up on stage and speak in public is a a diamond in the rough, and there were plenty of them in this industry who were just like awesome. And well, when, but you, someone's well, got to give them that push. You're the yeah, you're, you're yeah the We're pushing well, them on we, the stage. We, we are
0: a soapbox, I you know, yeah, I had to make it, make it comforting as well, where they can express themselves.
1: I try to comfort everyone, right? You know, I mean, was, the, the you know, nice thing is the introverts. The thing that they really love is free finger food, and Adam's was really cool. good at providing free finger foods and alcohol the night before and and the night after or the night. Yeah, after the yeah, and, then and I but, love the event. Then I yeah, love the hats event. Hats
2: off to to Audrey, uh, the coordinator for the Dice series. Always getting great food. Everyone loves our breakfast sandwiches.
1: Oh, they're there.
0: So yeah, you yeah, know people.
1: It's the food. <laughs> it's all about the food. You know, I, <laughs> have you ever
2: yeah, been yeah. to New Orleans? No, but have you ever been to a Dice the, event? Dice <laughs> see, it's just incredible. I mean, the way
1: nobody, no, nobody rolls those uh, those wraps as tightly as our team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, w- w-
0: what is it that you? Uh, like about the industry.
2: I the above all else, I mean I'm I definitely love to nerd out on the design build side and like the technologies like AI and and uh, machine learning and how all these things get integrated into everything. You know, if you, if it's just everywhere. You know, if if a technology doesn't have those things in it, it's gonna be obsolete soon. It's just getting everywhere. So that's always fascinating. But really above above all else, the people. The people in this industry are phenomenal, funny, easy to be around and talk to and it's and just, if you had
1: to pick two that were your favorite. Can you think of two that are your favorite? <coughs> Adam. Can you think of two that are your
2: favorite? <laughs> um it's so hard. There's so many great people here. I have to go. You know, there's this guy, Nabil. He, you know, he loves dying, but he always comes back. It's 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 wild. Like human boomerang.
1: And, yeah, human <laughs> boomerang. He's a humorang. He's a humorang. Yeah
2: uh phil wonderful person i've known you yeah, for one, way too long best.
1: yeah james is he's, he's, I'm, I'm, I love. you've gotta have, have, right. have the fun fulfilled yeah yeah fulfilled. i, I yeah, love you yeah, gotta, gotta make that the hashtag the fun trend. You're, I, you're the trender also i mean yeah. guys if you ever publish a picture on linkedin adam is the guy you go to to so share well, it was to no, re-share like, when i when i first when me and nabil like invented the data center selfie which I will, I think we should take credit for. It which has now, you know, created a life of its own. There was some the, what we there. did was, we, you know, we would text Adam and be like, share "Dude, this. where's the share? Where's the share?" Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I gotta
2: say, whenever there's an announcement, I
1: love a text from Phil at four in
2: the morning saying, you he, uh, know, help here." Yeah, but and, <laughs> and, and I well, wake
1: up and I well. wake to do it immediately. Oh, no, you don't Absolutely. wake up to do it. You're playing <laughs> your fake drums. What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 Hashtag fake drums.
0: <laughs> They're real. You said earlier that you uh, are still using the your, your uh, iPod, with, huh. yeah, which yeah. Uh, for the kids
1: out there um, is like a cell phone, except without any phone functionality.
2: Yeah, my, my belief is that Apple doesn't make it anymore because it was just a phenomenal product that wouldn't break, and uh, that's why it still works. And I will never, I but the problem is I can't update it no, because if I plug into any computer, they're going to find it. <laughs> they're they're, they're, they're going to shut gonna, it down. They're going to find I mean, that's it. That's what happened. Yeah. i get it. Right. <laughs> so. one, yeah. One, one thing I, I use a for. Liam
1: Neeson voice in there somewhere. I will find you. <laughs> I will find you. I will destroy it.
2: <laughs> one of my favorite things to use it for is Sorry, when I uh, Tim.
1: Tim, we know. We we know your thing. Tim Cook. Yeah. This is to address to <laughs> Tim Cook. Leave Adam Knobloch's pod, uh, iPod alone. Please.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know who you are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's still He's doing the
2: Liam Neeson. Yeah. We <laughs> just finished the podcast. We and We're to
0: come back to The best later. thing is,
2: yeah, for it, I, I have my, my portable speaker, which has a plug so I can plug it in. Don't have to use Bluetooth for it. Uh, of course. And uh, I plug the iPod into one of the bathrooms for barbecues. And then you get bathroom bathroom music. Oh, wow, it's really nice. I nice. stole nice. that from, a ho- from hotels. The
0: barbecue bathroom. That's it's, Bathroom that's, music
2: is really how right. you set yourselves <laughs> apart. There's Tennie Q right Are there.
1: Are there are there finger foods also in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little...
2: No, but it always weirded me out how some of those you know Febreze sprays are just you know food smell like you know like oh you know like, you know I'm done in here but you know apple cinnamon <laughs> apple cinnamon <laughs> fresh fruit. Right.
0: It's, uh, so jo- yeah. jo- jokes aside, um, I mean you you do oh still- jokes aside podcast yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. all right. See you. Oh. Thank you, oh, ladies he and still, gentlemen. Can still geeks. Where's he the still geeks Out right. It's, it's patch. I mean. I, I know you quite well, at least that's what I think. You are very, very passionate about technology. And you get into the conversation and the greatest thing about you is that you simplifies for an average beer to understand. That's that's who I am. I am the I'm the dumbest
2: person in the room every time and I just get to learn from everyone around me who is uh you know willing to speak and, and attend our conferences, which is or they even they, have a meeting or whatever. Smile
1: know. or nod as they talk. Yes, yes, of course. No one does that better than me. <laughs> So what's next for Adam? Um, uh, what's next? Well, uh, Time for you to start planning for the future,
2: Adam. I I try to well I mean just, you know, with with PTC here, really the way I plan is I just post a photo of the clouds and then, you know, see what happens and it always turns out really well, a lot of meetings and stuff and but planning ahead with this Fortune event series, I mean, uh we've done we've done Europe uh, a couple times and we, you know, biz now is active there. Uh in mostly UK and then Ireland. Uh, we've done data center events in the UK and London. We've done them in Toronto. I'm taking a step back from international to do more in the US and focus on that for this year. But I would love to expand to other markets, both in the US and, and elsewhere uh, around the world. Mostly, it will probably have to start in, uh, again, Western Europe and then give, give uh, Canada another run. And I think Latin America is a really exciting place. I mean, I know you know Michael Ortiz is... Is uh, doing his thing out in uh, outside Mexico City. That's I believe the it's city. pronounced.
0: Ortiz. Queretaro.
2: I I can't roll my I can't roll my tongue. <laughs> I can I can't I literally can't do that. It's very embarrassing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you serious? You're both. You're <laughs> That's purr, the only way. You're that... <laughs> just going <laughs> to all, all day. Yeah. How long do we have on the recording? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so um, you know, doing some stuff out in in Mexico and then you know opening it up uh, in, in Latin America will be
1: really awesome. Uh, also There's a lot there. happening in, um, in, in Africa. Also, is that is that yeah? Is, that, you know, is the, that a little is a little too far for you?
2: Yeah. So the, like traveling, the, uh, people have asked about Africa, and then yeah, and I then was and nice. then
1: was the first one,
2: and then and then Asia, um, and the reason the reason why it's going to be very difficult to expand to those markets is simply because of how long it takes to get there, the time difference, doing business in the U.S. simultaneously over
1: there. So I'll remind you, we're sitting in a place that was an 11 and a half hour direct flight from Jersey, for me. Right. Although I guess you were, in, you actually weren't in. You weren't at home when you got when you. When you no, I was. There. I I
2: had. Oh. Yeah, I was. Oh, I was you, in, you I was back in Southeast Asia. I just I wanted to sleep in my own bed for a few days before going back out. In
1: Southeast Asia, yeah, a place that's too far for you to uh to have business now.
2: Honestly, the I mean, f- the fifteen hour flight was much easier. That was my longest. I've never done one of those, but the straightaway both there and back was. Uh, Easier than I thought it was going to be. But when I come out here to Hawaii, I like touching down in to LA, grabbing a beer and a burger, and then doing right. the other five. But hours. I mean, in
1: those markets, it's not necessarily the people from the U.S. that have to travel. I mean, they have their own community of of people that I'm sure would benefit from you know a exactly. Event. So
2: so the things with with uh, you know ho- launching a new event or launching a new market, you have to build the list. You have to you have to get the support out there. We don't have an editorial platform out in in APAC right now. We don't have it in Latin America, but we are expanding Right. to, uh, I believe, at least in Latin America. So down, if the original the road, question
1: was, what's, what's next on the roadmap, that may be on the roadmap. I'd say
2: Latin America could be another one that we, we get into earlier than other markets outside right. the U.S. Sure. But obviously, you know, other markets in the U.S. still could be viable, you know, like the smaller ones, you know, like St. Paul, you know, and, and the Carolinas, you know, North Carolina doing an event in the Carolinas. I think that could be
1: the future. According to Adam, the future, there. St. Paul, is- St. Paul, Minnesota, St. Paul. <laughs> or, you yeah. know, just that—that's uh, the takeaway. St. Paul, St. Paul. All, all roads yeah. lead to St. Paul. Yeah,
2: honestly, like you know, if I did, if I did one in, in North Carolina, I'd probably have to be in Charlotte, but I would prefer to
1: do it in Nashville. Nashville's awesome. Look at Adam knowing two different cities in North Carolina. I Amazing, think, uh,
2: Raleigh, Durham, oh. No, oh. Chapel Hill. <laughs> all,
1: all the. Oh, come on, all, let's see how many. Let's. Uh, we're going to do a North Carolina off right now. How well, many? How many cities in North Carolina can you name? It? We're gonna to have to cut this uh, cut this segment short because there's so much more. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, so many we, other things to talk about. We don't now. want to go there. The last one he was on was three hours. I know. <laughs> I know. We're competing. We're, co- we're we're coming for you, Mister
0: McCall. There is a possibility that you're going to explore potentially the second tier market. Your market
2: what? Yeah, topic wise content. I I uh, I wanted to to expand this. Maybe ha- having a spinoff event that more pointedly talks about the network side of the business, the telecom side, because it's, it's all connected and when we have the dice events, generally it's more design, build, facilities, site selection, capital markets, all those topics, and network is the life. Like you know, if the data center is the heart, the network is the veins pumping blood to the heart. So obviously it's the it's always in there as a conversation piece, usually in like a site selection conversation, or if someone dares to drop the word edge, then it, it comes up. But having it's fighting words, yeah. But uh, but uh, you know, having an event dedicated to that, which already exists, obviously, uh to To support that specific community, I think would be cool. Um, It's it's a lot of work though, so it's it's fitting it in. You know, another event.
1: You've been at Dice now what six years? It's going to be six in March. So, um, you know, you you had to live through the pandemic. I mean, you have a very in person type of um existence. So it's it's all about events that people come to. Did the was it disrupt? I I imagine that it was disruptive. The pandemic. How did you? How did you make it through? How did you pivot? What uh, what what hap- What surprised you? What didn't surprise you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I got to hand it to our senior leadership. It was unbelievable. We kind of like, there were like two weeks of just figuring it out, two to three weeks. But, uh, you know, not really much more than that to figure out, you know, what the hell are we going to do to keep this business going? Uh, you know, not lose money, maybe even grow. Maybe it's just, just status quo, even uh, when everyone is one freak, freaked out. Um, no one knows anything at the beginning of it. New York, I mean, for me, is like the center of the world. And for, for you as well, as an extension of New York, you used to be there. But you, know? you
1: don't have to rub, you don't have to pour salt on <laughs> Yeah, I, cool. I, I, cool.
2: I, I promise you,
1: I promise you, I was still in New York longer than you have. I lived in Brooklyn longer than you have lived in. Okay, fine.
2: <laughs> well, anyway, um, you know, converting half of your whole business to virtual, a digital platform first choosing which one we used, we, Zoom wasn't the first one we chose. We chose another one that I'd never heard of before that, uh, that, and to try whatever we could do to, you know, still support our our clients and partners and help them connect, inform and connect the industry about what they're doing and still, you know,
1: helping the industry grow. I remember some of those. I, re- I remember fondly, I that, that was one of the few ways you could connect was, you know, your, your virtual events. I mean, I, and I think, I think most people would have just kind of just said, you know what? Shut it down. We're not. We're not well, going to try. There were plenty of them that did. Right.
2: Yeah. A lot. I mean, a lot of companies in our space. Uh,
1: you know, just were. I feel like scratching their heads of like. You
0: know, right. how, if you how, can't do it in
1: in person, yeah, they pivoted uh, you know, out
2: maybe elsewhere.
1: And I think, well, I think that's the thing. You know, you 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 shut it down because you don't think, you know, I'm not going to make as much money by not doing it in person. Who's going to show up at the event? But what you were able to do is because you so quickly pivoted to the virtual environment, maybe you weren't making as much money as you would have on an in person event. Obviously, the production costs are also different. Yeah, but you stayed relevant, right? You stayed in the conversation. You stayed engaged with all your speakers and all all those content producers that you had. And then as soon as you know things started easing up again. You were the only game in town, frankly. Yeah, right? It was absolutely well. It was absolutely exhausting, and I, you know, me and all the v- other
2: VPs and other other directors at our at our company all became game show hosts. For uh, you know, one of my favorite things was you know choosing the the intro music to all the things, and <laughs> you know,
1: did was, you did you perform it? No, mom, I already forgot the name I, of that flute. Did she break out? Shakuhachi, man! Shaka come Hashi. on, come on! <laughs> break out the shaka
2: for So, so out of respect for both my parents, I did dabble or try to dabble in cello. Was not for me. I'm not a string instrument guy. I do suck a guitar. Uh, my uh, and my for flute, it's really hard to even make a noise. It's 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 tough. Here's another it's word: amateur. Um, um, Put um, in your um, oh the um, God, um, God. Look
0: at you! you yeah, but I uh, uh, s- uh, think we musicians. you know not do Adam intro and outro.
2: Amateur. Um, uh, but, uh, but, you know, uh, you know, being a host of, 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 webinars every week, we had to do like two to three a week is just very exhausting. And, you know, we, honestly, we had to fund them. So we were trying to find lead sponsors in our partners and we went to our biggest, uh, partners and a lot of big companies who were really great partners of ours backed off and didn't do anything. They're were like, we're not, we're not down with digital. We're not doing it.
1: Can you, can you name them? Don't
2: do no, them. Uh, we're going to skip that <laughs> one, but, but a lot of companies just. Uh, there, there was like a period of like half a year, a year where uh, companies that I worked with for many years, just we didn't work together at all because they, they were just, you know, we're we in person is the only thing that exists That's out of, of mind, right? Yeah. yeah but, uh, but uh, what I think what one of the benefits of all this stuff is that a lot of these companies that were more hesitant with the digital platforms and even digital marketing, these things who legacy companies didn't focus on at all. They dabbled in it and they're like, oh, wow, this like this tackles all these other things that we can solve with it right so it kind of oh it kind of helps and ironically the more we use those platforms the more those companies who are housed in our data centers expand their operation it's insane do more of that it didn't hurt that the uh the data center industry got some limelight during the pandemic Mm -hmm. where people are like oh why does all this stuff work um why is this industry maybe even recession what is this industry what is this industry you know i think it was really great that that people finally understood you know, what this infrastructure is all about and why it matters. Like the why, the why is so important. It's not just what it is. Why is it important? Was it connected? Like, oh, you know, I'm on, I'm on Netflix and it's, and it's going slow. Uh, now with our attention spans, I'm going to wait about 15 seconds until I go to Hulu and then watch something else or whatever or do YouTube or whatever, whatever platform you choose.
0: Yeah. But well, yeah. I mean, it certainly did redefine pressure rate, it helped a lot with knowledge and so forth. Uh, how how have things been from your point of view since? It, how we were prior to COVID.
2: Yeah, so we were we were consistently hosting in person events since August of 2021, which was still a weird time. Pretty early. You no, know, we we uh, you know we had masks like semi mandates. It, it was because we're we're in the US, UK, Canada, and Ireland, and events in all those locations regulations were different, even state by state. So we had to know what all the regulations were in every single market. Most of my colleagues and, uh, and VPs and directors who lead a pl- lead a, a series of events in their own markets are in one main market or in a couple of markets. My my uh, uh series is the only one that goes around the whole country and and then internationally as well. So I was just constantly like trying to stay up on you know where do where are people more cautious about COVID and where do people need to wear masks and where are people more comfortable? Because, you know, if you go to some locations, they're like, I'm not wearing this, you know, and and then, you know, we're, you know, not forcing people. And even that was difficult to stay up, uh, up to date, you know, monthly. And then also accommodate, you can accommodate everyone. People's comfort levels are going to be different. So to try and, and work that out and make sure everyone felt comfortable in this space, still get together, whether it's six feet apart or less, or, you know, do an event outside and, with open air and stuff like that there are all these different nuances of the event space that evolved and we had to be cognizant of to make sure people were comfortable and so you
0: are is there right? still much of uh uh the the digital virtual trade show uh in in play or is it done and over with
2: no it, it's honestly it's grown the industry there are still virtual events it's a great way for people to consume information uh do th- you live stream your events right now
1: or do you, do you make them available for 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 download I know you
2: No, we're not we so during the during the early like August 2021 on for a long time we were we were live streaming all of our events so people could buy a ticket and see the content obviously you're not taking advantage of the networking aspect which for our our events I'd say or the
1: finger foods or the
2: the finger foods
1: (laughs) or the breakfast sandwiches
2: um uh so they're not taking advantage of that aspect which is I'd say probably content networking 50 50 when we do surveys after every single event it usually for at least my events comes almost 50 50 on the nose where why did you come to this event both uh networking content which is great um because people i feel like they actually learn something it's fun to watch attendees like literally taking notes during the panels and actually sitting down and listening to the, the the content
0: yeah and then asking
1: questions as well so you are you are unique in in this space and i i we have a really like brotherly type of relationship. I don't, I don't, yeah, enjoy giving you, I don't enjoy giving you, <laughs> that's that's the big brother. I, I enjoy, I, I, I do not enjoy giving you compliments, yeah, but you I'm going to give you a um, compliment. Um, so yeah. So, uh, Oh, I'm not, I guess that would make him the middle. I don't know. Me, the middle, I'm the middle. Middle is always, is always a tough spot. So, um, uh, there are not a lot of people with your energy, your youthful disposition that have focused on, you know, running events in the data center space. So do you think, I mean, obviously you have a team that's helping you logistically do all this stuff, but you really take the reins from engaging with the community. Um, and, you know, at some point there, there's going to probably have to be more, um, much to my dismay, more Adam Loblox out there. Um, so hopefully <laughs> not. <laughs> um, well, you know, I this is going to continue to grow. Obviously, this industry is continued to grow. Obviously, I know you don't believe this. You're going to get older, my friend. Um, so, you that's know, is a- there... Is that's not going to happen? The no, Fountain no, of Youth, no. the of Youth has been found. Um, so, is I mean, do you do you, Are the people on your team like I- engaging regularly with the the folks in our space? Is there an active like? Is, is there an active? Are you actively recruiting for people to like recognize that the event space for data centers like recruiting them into into BizNow? Is that is there is there an effort to do that, or are you just focused on running events? At the-
2: no, it's it's always trying to grow the brand and making sure people know about it and can even be a part of of BizNow and and for data centers and for for the other asset classes and and markets around the country and, and internationally too. Um, I have an amazing team uh, with a producer Rima Rada, a coordinator Audrey Sullivan, Camille Toomey is my inside sales and she's you know going to be a business manager soon enough. She's awesome. Uh, Ashley Beck. Is uh, my account manager and she's you know, was my delivery manager, and she got promoted, stayed with my team because she wasn't sick of me yet. So we'll see how long that takes. Uh Isabel Berger is my delivery manager now, and they're all phenomenal. They're all like they're they're all like go-getters and, and I, I think they, they love uh being on the team. Uh they're all some of them are on other teams as well. And you know, they're have their favorite. I well, you know, I'm it's not me. The dice series may be their favorite, right. who knows? Uh, I'm just, you
0: know, lucky enough to work with all of them and, uh, Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You gotta be diplomatic. (laughs) So knowing what you know and where you're at in your career and the exposure and experiences that you have particularly in the industry, what would you tell the novel? Um, there,
2: there are so many ways to get into this industry. One, number one, the people in this industry are phenomenal and it's interesting, uh, what they're doing. It's required for society to grow and even sustain itself as we as we like it. And with uh, with uh, attention spans shrinking more and more, technology is going to become even more more important. I mean, you're on your phone and it's going slow, and then you like want to throw it at the wall, you know. Uh, but you know, infrastructure
1: frustration is the mother of invention.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's actually the old <laughs> adage, I believe. But um, but you know, there there are so many ways to get into this industry, and it's a really cool place to be. And you know, like the the nerds won, you know? The nerds the
1: won. won. I mean, <laughs> we, we <had>, still <laughs> the cool guy. We <laughs> have Mr. Cole.
0: Well Adam, yeah. thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. I greatly appreciate it. And thank you for your partnership and continuing He's supporting the foundation.
2: Absolutely. It's it's a wonderful foundation. And honestly, like the stuff that you guys are doing is is phenomenal and I, it's been amazing to see it grow from just a podcast to a charity and now uh, we'll we'll be here to help as much as possible and and thanks for doing what you're
0: doing. Really appreciate it, little brother. Yeah, I know how hard that was to say. (laughs) Roger. This has been great. Nothing lasts forever. Markets will come back. Currencies will rebound. Businesses will go on. And we'll all move on. That could happen next week, next month, or next year. I'm confident that those who prepare rather than panic will come out of this stronger. Thank you for joining us. This has been brought to you by Nomad Futurist. Check us online at nomadfuturist.com